UFC 184 is in the books, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raf Esparza. Raf, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm uh, I'm really getting uh, off the UFC 184 high, if you would. Yeah, I got to train tonight, so I'm on a whole different high. I'm on post-injury, finally has felt the choke of another human being. Hi, it's a jujitsu thing. Also with us to find out how badly he got his ass beaten, Albert, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. <laughs> no need to have any tone yet. We haven't learned anything definitive, but here to help us review the fights. We appreciate you coming back because you are also a fighter. Um, how many of the fights did you get to catch? Did you get to see them all? I, for the most part, I saw, um, I think I missed the first and a half. So I, see the, I saw the first one and I saw half of the second one and from there I saw the rest. Um, the prelims are of the main card. From, from prelims, <laughs> um, I, the, the, I've watched all prelims. I watched the whole card and I watched the UFC Fight Pass prelims. I saw the first, I, I missed the first, saw half of the second. And I think there was another. I thought all three, pretty much, or missed one. Yeah, okay, I, I didn't see the say, fight pass cards. Raf, sorry, what did you? Oh, I was just gonna say, like maybe you had some spotty internet, or did you lose interest, or were you just sleepy? Like, <laughs> who me? Uh, yeah, why did you like? Who sees half a fight? Like normally, well, there's no, a no, reason. I, like, I, oh, I completely forgot. Like, I was busy getting ready because I have to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, so I was getting ready. And um, yeah, and then I just realized that the fight the, the fights were going on, so I clicked on Fight Pass on my phone and watched it as I was in the Uber. To very nice, Ooh, that I, is. I, I, I want to take a moment to speak the high praises of Uber. I've never done an Uber, but uh, as we were talking about off air, uh, this Saturday happened to be my de facto bachelor party because we're I'm like not really having a bachelor party just because. It was so late in the game, but my buddies were like, dude, let's get together to watch the fights. And I said, yeah, absolutely. It was $4 to take an Uber, and my mind was blown. I've never taken an Uber before. So, Love it. A, great stuff. Uh, B, yeah. it does change things when you go to a different venue. I go to one of my favorite bars, and the hard part about having it be your bachelor party is – is there's like a waiting list because you can't take reservations to get there. So you better believe all day at the bar I was at, I was playing the, oh, you know, hey, it's kind of a bachelor party. And it just changed everything. Suddenly they had seats for me. Suddenly everybody was like, do you want a beer? So uh, to all of you prospective listeners out there, even if it's not your bachelor party, say it is. Say it's your bachelor party. That's not yep. terrible. That's awesome. So, Raph had a great night. It's also his yep. way of... And you sound a little old with the Uber comment. Uber's great. It is. You're right. It's just been great. For like, I've never years. used an Uber. I'm not an alcoholic <laughs> drunk like some other co-hosts on this show. So, yeah, it was a great moment for humanity to sit there and go, $4? Really? <laughs> that is... Yeah. That's fantastic. So... Ooh, I, you, I was going to say Uber saved my life, man. Oh, yeah. Uber is. Time out. This is we not an, we're not turning this into an endorsement for Uber. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get sponsorship, you asshole. Yeah, I'll take an Uber sponsorship. 
So wait, okay. Uber saved your life? It saves my life. I don't have a car. Oh, so, um, I thought you said it saved your life. Like it just rescued you one day. You were like down a ditch, and an Uber driver was, came and rescued. He's like, "Hey, I was drowning. I got your message." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah, he's like he's doing one of those apartment escapes the next morning. We don't know what Albert's life like. You know, maybe he's doing stuff. Uh, let's get to the fights. Start up top, gentlemen. Ronda Rousey defeats Kat Zingano in the most, like, it looked like that first scene in any great war movie when they connect shields to swords for about 14 seconds and then it got brutal. What did you guys think? I'm going to kick it. Albert, you get to guest's honor. What did you think, man? Uh, it's funny because I was, Sitting at the at, at the bar with my girlfriend, I was like, "Dude, you know what? I just think Kat Zingano should just come out flying with a flying knee, dude." And she, <laughs> and she did, and she kind of—I don't know what the hell happened, but I, I was like, "Well, at least she learned." You know, <laughs> I learned from her mistake, but um, I don't know, man. She just... well, it's funny uh, that you mention it because the internet seemed to think it was the dumbest strategy. There were many memes that compared this to one of the key plays by Pete Carroll's Seahawks and <laughs> were saying, wow, what a great strategy, said Ronda Rousey's – or I'm sorry, said Kat Zagano's uh, coach. Uh, and it was a picture of Pete Carroll. So for you as a fighter, what say you about learning from all that? What did you learn? Um, shit, don't fuck with Ronda. <laughs> Well, I don't know, man. It sounds like she may be coming to your side of uh, the fighting spectrum pretty soon if she clears out any more women in her division. Yeah, dude. And she walks on at my – like, you know, she fights at my weight classes. Like, I, um, That'll make you think. I'm going to sneak in Thanks. some, like, some powder or something, blow it in her eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> Serious question, because Dana made like a crack about it, and I was shocked no one had a follow-up to that. They had a follow-up to every cyborg question they could think of, but no one had a follow-up. He made a crack in the post-fight presser. You know, we're going to have to move her over to the guys' division. At what point is that a genuine conversation? Who's, I guess, her versus TJ Dillashaw? Like, you know TJ Dillashaw does not want that fight. No, no way. No way, dude. She's she's legit a beast, man. Um, <laughs> she might armbar anyone. Like yeah. she might be one of those people that's like, if John Jones fucked up, you might get hip tossed and armbarred. But that's but, just how you know, it feels. You know, like honestly, man, nothing against like like female fighters. There are some that are beasts, but majority of them, you punch them in the face, they don't like it, man. Um, so maybe if like a chick, maybe if she gets punched really, really, really hard in the face by a dude. Um, I don't know, maybe because cause it looks like sometimes when she gets cracked, she doesn't like it very much, and then she goes to you know slamming you on the ground and then armbar you. So maybe if like someone punched in the face really really hard with the match strength, maybe. Maybe, but I, I still mean, feel the, that her strategy would completely train uh, change. I think that she'd be all right. Let's get it to the ground, and if you get too close on the inside, just that judo experience, and I think that's something that we learned, which was. Here's my problem with the fight strategy, which was every armchair critic saying, 
oh, what a terrible strategy Kat Zingano used. And I'm like, what's been the right strategy? Exactly. You know, if anything, yeah. none of us have one. Though. Yeah. Well, the best, I guess the best person to go against her or the best fight was her against Misha Tate the second time. Um, yes. And yeah. Misha T- yeah. And she didn't really rush her. She kind of like picked her apart a little bit for a little bit, like not really picked her apart, but you know, was calm and used her range a little bit. So maybe a striker. No, I'd agree like, with that. She did. Like she definitely the, won some exchanges, which we haven't yeah. seen. She won some exchanges big time. Well, I not only that, think, but if you'll notice, Misha was also using a very, very smart and specific style of wrestling against Ronda. And that was a very unique difference. Um, was that you, if you know, the wrestling you needed to get in and get it out. And that's why I saw that Misha had made the biggest adjustment from the previous time of fighting Ronda, but keeping it up and, and, and in the exchanges, that was what was working. And that's why it was so baffling when Misha changed strategy in the second and third round where you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. I just want to yeah. fear fight cyborg. I really All right. Well, I'm, let's talk about that because Kevin, else. Kevin, you know, it's, it's tough because Kevin watched like a big kid, the post presser. All 31 minutes of it. Yes. And yeah. Kevin doesn't get to do a lot of these. So he was mystified why so many people wanted to talk about Ronda Rousey versus Chris Cyborg. Albert, I'll ask you, why is that such a thing? Like, why is that the only thing people can think about? I don't know, because, you know, she Ronda has become like the Mayweather of MMA. People, you either love her, you hate her, no matter what you want. Like, people hate her, they want to see her lose. You know, or people love her and they just want to see her win. But like, she's just—I think Cyborg is the only chick left. You know, <laughs> and and I don't know, man. It, it, it'd be an awesome fight. It'd be cool to see how Ronda would deal with it. But I still think Ronda would pull it off. But like I said, Cyborg punches like a like a man, so it's going to be like, you know, I want to see how Ronda deals with that. And it's Cyborg has because... a game too. Yeah. That's true. I'll ask you a two-question follow-up here. The first, is that, is that something you want to see? Is that a match you want to see? And two, um, having said what you just said, do you think that's enough to ask a four-minute leading question at a post-presser conference about the topic of Ronda Rousey versus <laughs> Chris Cyborg? Yeah, um, four minutes? That, what, what, what was the – someone asked a question and – what like it was a four minute question or a four minute answer? Yeah, let me let me do this, Albert. I'm gonna tell you to just the part of your brain that uses to use rational thought. Put it on mute for a second because Kevin's gonna explain what happened. <laughs> Ariel Hawani fucking said the following question. Two seconds, by the way, not five seconds. Two seconds after someone had just asked Dana White about another, like, the third cyborg question about if they were paying parts of her contract or not. Dana's like, I don't know. Who did it? Who said that? And they were like, the other guy. And he goes, well, you're going to have to ask him. So it's like having a blast, by the way. Dana looked fucked up and having so much fun. And Ariel Hawani goes, Dana, I I know you're a boxing fan. Dana White hears Boston fan and says – as Ariel Hawani is talking about Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao, says, go Patriots. And Ariel Hawani stops and is like, well, yeah, well, that was a few weeks ago. 
<laughs> and, and so they're like not talking about the same thing. That takes them about a minute and a half to figure out. And then Ariel Hawani restates all of the facts in an attempt to get Dana to now comment on the fact that they might be paying some of Kat Zinga or some of uh, Cyborg's contract. So there, he asks this question, and it takes four minutes. And Dana just immediately looks at him and is like, what, "Were you not listening? You, t- you both, of you two can have a phone call." With other guy on Monday morning, like he's getting laughs and it starts attacking. Yeah, crazy, he's like, dude. "Why are you asking me the same question?" So it took five minutes. Goddamn. Yeah, that's which is like, still half the time Kevin used to explain what just happened. So I understand the frustration here. I, again, <laughs> you that's guys half the time. can't know. But that was – sorry. That was my uh, – no the one asked Alan Haban up. a question, yeah. by the way. No one asked him a single question. They were like, hey, Again, this is something that Kevin a has not experienced, like, which is know. watching another fighter sit miserably at the table when no one asks them a question. And it's terrible. Yeah, like we at Press Row, we hate it. So I usually – if I feel somebody's ignored, I try and throw them a question. Uh, but then sometimes they're so like if it's 30 minutes has gone by, they just look dejected like they'll be on their phone. And that's the best part. You can tell how checked out they are because they're just retweeting people and on their Instagram doing their shit. So, Albert, you know, you mentioned an interesting correlation that Kevin kind of glossed over in Ariel Hawane's nine minute question, which was <laughs> that there's a comparison between Ronda Rousey and Chris Cyborg to Pacquiao and Mayweather. Now, Kevin seemed very perturbed by even associating those things. You just mentioned that. Do you see that as an apt comparison? And if so, why? Like I um, just just saying that people hate Mayweather or they love Mayweather. I, I'm, I'm a fan, but a lot of people hate him because of who he is, mainly because he just wins and, 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 you know, and is confident in his game. And people want to see him lose. People pay to see him lose. So, yeah, I can see the comparison because people either want Ronda to win or want to see her lose. And they think Cyborg is, I guess you could say, the Pacquiao, um, beating everybody else on the other side of the the ring. So it it makes sense for them to fight. I think so. I I, I compare them to Pacquiao Mayweather right now. I think it's self-sick. I'm okay with it. Let me also say, like, I, I, it sounds like, and I saw a report today on ESPN that they're already talking. Uh, so it sounds like it's it's looking like it's going to happen. Do we know what Cyborg walks around at? I, th- I saw something <laughs> 174 this morning. Oh, God damn. So it's, she put a photo in like, response. Yeah, something like that. Like, I it's saw something a, like yeah. before. Well, okay. okay. Uh, we can yeah. also talk about the response uh, because Cyborg tweeted out. Uh, Cyborg tweeted out, "Hey Rhonda, can I or do I need to get somebody's number uh, or like Lorenzo or Dana's number to make this happen?" And Rhonda's mom, never one to mince words, responded by saying, "Yeah, I got a number for you, one thirty-five." Oh. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yikes. That I will also cool. add this, and mind you, I did not say this, so don't come back at me. I'm just the messenger on this one. Somebody at the bar 
when they went to Rhonda's mom, looked up and said, oh, who's Gollum up there? And I said, oh, no. That's uh, that's one of the meanest things I've ever heard. But yet everybody was laughing and I was like, y'all, if you if anybody heard that within remote distance, who knows, Rhonda, you're you would be dead by now. That would be. Oh, my God. I So rough. Yay, bar element. I'm sure it's uh, some sort of example I'm supposed to get. I just don't understand that. You don't know who Gollum is? Uh, Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings? That's correct. So they just compared her. Never seen it, never read it. You've never seen it? Well, I mean, I don't blame you because nerd shit, but uh, yeah, it's when you see it, you'll be like, yikes. So let's move along. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, I also I want to talk about Kat Zingano for a second who definitely wins most emotionally distraught after interview award of 2015 yeah. which if, she's, if we're giving it out uh, how come and it was baffling to me that they were talking about Holly Holm in contention to fight Ronda Rousey it was like don't why why would you even do that that's not even a good like, no. why do that to Holly Holm right now they're they're in different leagues why can't Kat Zingano fight her? If she's Holly, supposed to be, let's pair that up right now. Yeah, Holly Holm versus uh, Kat Zingano. Yeah, yeah, it'd be dope. You know, uh, it'd be a cool fight. But at the same time, Holly Holm needs to work her way up. That win against Raquel Penny, like it wasn't really that. Like it wasn't what we like. What I expected, I was expecting her to, you know, like her highlight tape. Like she's a beast. Mm. Um, not saying Raquel's. Um, you know, not that great, but like, it's it, it's not enough for like to to fight the number one contender. I, I don't think so. I think she should work her way up. I think she's like number fourteen right now, um, yeah. or maybe a little bit higher after that win. But she no, she needs to grind her way up a little bit more. The sad part Kat about Zingano, this is Misha it Tate. suffers. Yes, yes, it suffers from uh, the hey, I just saw this person fight, and that's in the same category that happens on most pay per views. Because they're like, oh, this heavyweight was on the same card. He should be next in line, even though he's like 15th rank. Uh, yeah. Holly Holm was on the card. That is an accurate statement. I don't know that she <laughs> fought at the caliber of bypassing everybody else. Uh, and you I understand what I'm talking that about. Fight. Like, that but, was the question at the after presser was, is Holly Holm next? Well, Such again, they ask re- really ridiculous shit at post pressers. Again, Kevin is going to need some kind of therapy after really sitting through and watching a whole one uh, because well, it's, it's – I was just going to transition this. I was like, okay, well, uh, Rousey versus Ngano, amazing fight, super memorable, historical, fastest finish in UFC. Um, well, the thing is, Kevin, I do want to agree with like, you, and this is why before we go on, I will say this. I think Misha versus Kat makes all the sense in the world right now because yep. we yeah. see them at two very different junctures in their fight life. And I don't – like everybody knows we didn't see Kat. She got caught and we didn't see her full range. And I think two years ago, the Misha Tate that is fighting now would destroy the Misha Tate of two years ago. So yeah. I, I think it's it's not – stupid to want to see that fight because we don't we've got some time because Rhonda already booked up another movie to film <laughs> she's got Expendables 4 through 17 mm-hmm. and she's got to do a few Fast and the Furiouses 
Um, I would for sure agree. And, you know, we also, by the way, and you said this, maybe Misha Tate's a little bit better than we're even giving her credit for. At least she lasted. I mean, you get some sort of award for making it out of round one with Rousey. You should. Yeah, Misha's a beast. They did. She's great, man. And they were complimenting her, Daniel Cormier, when they talked about how Ronda's performance was. Afterwards, you know, they were asking Misha and Misha goes, you know, I'm just inspired to get in there and I want to get to that caliber. Like every time I see Ronda, she's a great fighter. I got to give her that. But seeing a performance like that makes me want to get back out there and get to her level. And Daniel Cormier goes, well, let's not sell you short. You lasted the longest with her. And all the guys in the back were saying you were her best match. And she's like, I want to get back there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Make it happen. That's it. I'm enjoying this. It's good to okay. So this one I think will be pretty easy to because Albert, you summed it up. I thought pretty well with the Pennington home fight. Um, this was one of those fights I think got saved by how good and how quick the rest of the card was. That we were okay with one yeah. taking a while, but it seemed like Holly Holm wasn't really punching that hard, and Raquel Pennington just didn't have a strategy to get the fight on the ground. What were your thoughts? My thoughts, um, like you said, um, I don't know. It wasn't – well, I, I think well, it, 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 it's the only fight that happened So, because um, everything else finished like in the first round. So you, you <laughs> give it that credit, you know. Um, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't the most exciting, but um, I don't know. Uh don't have much to say about it, man. Uh, I liked what yeah. towards the end, you know, Raquel throat, uh, throat punched her. You know, and everybody thought that Raquel won. <laughs> They're like, "Oh yeah, Raquel won because she throat punched her and she fell on the on the ground." Like, no, dude, she she's get, she's she wasn't getting her, getting her butt kicked, but you know, she was getting hit more than Holly Holm was the whole fight. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't, yeah, that's all I got. Split so decision. Yeah, I feel good about it. Raph, anything? Dynamite, Dad. Uh, so, fifteen minutes is a lot when you're drinking a lot to really concentrate. <laughs> uh, it really, like, at a certain point, you're just sitting there, and especially when you have, you know, my friends aren't exactly mega fans, so it's a different viewing experience. So sure. you're trying to watch, and you're also explaining, but as I'm sure Albert's alluding to on his end, you have the bar element. So you have people yelling out nonsense that you ignore for only so long. And then you start dude. looking at them like they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Dude, I I I, I get so pissed. There's this one guy that goes to <laughs> <laughs> sorry. There's this one guy that goes to uh, Buffalo go Wild Wings. The one I the one I go in uh, in Torrance. I go there for all the fights, and he screams the same shit. He screams out Gracie Jiu Jitsu for every oh, fight, no. all the time. <laughs> oh no, Gracie Jiu Jitsu, Grace. I'm like, oh, oh no. Pisses me off, dude. But not that there's anything wrong with it. But it, you, let's just say, yes, there is. What there are some situations. Yell out loud at the camera. There are some situations where you don't necessarily need to yell out Gracie Jiu-Jitsu at. Am I? Am I leading on this one? <laughs> I feel like, like a knockout happens. Somebody yells out. You're taking a stance. Somebody no, like completely... it's a knockout, and they're like Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, Gracie. like the whole. The whole... <laughs> The whole Holly Holm fight, jujitsu. I'm like, it's like they haven't I, even I looked, grappled, motherfucker. Like they haven't even touched that part. Yeah, they're exactly. not even. Their chests haven't touched. 
<laughs> I was I was so mad. I, I actually looked because he's there every time, and then finally during this fight, I, I I looked at my girlfriend. I was like, dude, this guy must be like retarded or something is wrong with this guy because he's here every fucking every 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 event screaming Gracie Jiu Jitsu. He's nuts, man. He's an enthusiast. Albert, I'm gonna uh, remind you of something real quick. You cannot get into a fight with this man because. It sounds like this has not been a super isolated incident, and you are a contracted fighter. So you need <laughs> yeah, to figure sure. out if, if they have a table right next to them, you tell the waitress, no, no, no. Exactly. <laughs> Book me anywhere else. Do not sit me no, next to that guy. See, that's why I come during the prelims because nobody's there, you know, and I get to take what I want. True. <laughs> um, Jake Ellenberger. Chokes out Josh Koscheck with a yeah. mean. What what do they call it? They yeah. called it a guillotine, but it kind of looked like a modified Darce. What? It was a Darce uh, yeah, that went right. into a north south. No yeah, there, there was uh, like no arms in there, right? He's like a like a front naked choke. No. Uh, Kevin, you may want to talk with. Uh, you may want to talk with Albert. I think he had some feelings on this one. Uh oh. Mm. Albert, were you feeling emotional about this particular fight? Um, kind of, man. A little bit. <laughs> Why? Because it lost it for me, man. This is when I knew I was. It was done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And, well, and 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 the way the, the way the guy went out was pretty sad, dude. Um, he was foaming Super. at the mouth. Like, <laughs> oh God, I forgot about that part. Dude, oh my like, God, I had blocked that part out. I thought he like it looked that like was he just... was dying there, dude. He had him in that in with the, the, the whatever front naked choke or whatever. He had him and, and and he's like flopping like a fish, and then he fucking like rotates over, and then like they show like him foaming at the mouth. I'm like, dude, <laughs> what a way to go out, man. That's that's <laughs> Albert. The reason why I bring this up, and it's not to point out that you lost, which you did, and we'll get back to that in a few minutes, but it's to point out that you would bet on Josh Koscheck because he was the fighter you've seen the longest. And Kevin very rightfully put it back on you and said, is that really the best criteria to go off of? And... It was a rough thing to see. It was so much to the point where it looked like a movie effect that they had put in the thing that makes you foam in your mouth to scare people during Halloween. Dude, it's bad. And, and you know it affected you knew, I knew it affected you because you sent me a photo of it <laughs> while at the bar. Dude, it is bad, man. It's just sad to see, like, you know, like, I'm not saying he was, like, ever one of my favorites or, you know, um, I didn't look up to him at all. Don't really dig the blonde hair and douchebag kind of thing. But at the same time, he's I, he's not a legend, but he's been in the game for a minute. So, you know, I don't ever want to see anybody go out like that. Um, I don't know. It, was just, it, was just, it, it just sucks. It's very courtesy of you, uh, except for the fact that you distanced yourself. I say, like, no, nah, I didn't really believe in him. I don't even like his stupid peroxide hair and his face and his stupid fighting style. But, yeah, I guess it kind of sucks that he went out like we did. Um, so you said this is the moment when you realized things were not going well. We're going to talk about the rest of the fights, but we might as well just lift, uh, I guess, the curtain off of the, the main event here. How many fights did you get right? Three. 
three and then Rousey. No, you actually. Well, well, how much, which would make four. four. Yeah. Yes, you got four. I, I think I think that was a given. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> Kevin did go for Katzagano because he said he had the stones too. So let's make sure to point <laughs> that out. But Kevin, uh, do you know how many you got right? Enough. <laughs> yes, enough. Enough is a great number. <laughs> Kevin's the kid who, when they did times tables, mm-hmm. instead of writing in the answer, just said, like, calculator? Um, Kevin. I just wrote, B me. And when the teacher was like, what is B me? I was like, blow! <laughs> Don't question me. Yes, Raph? How does victory feel? Great. Uh, was the foaming at the mouth the funniest thing I saw at the UFC 184? Yeah, I had blocked it out. Thanks for bringing that up. That was awful. Like, that was a terrible look. Uh, but most of all, was it the point when I also knew I had won? I don't know. I could just feel Jake Ellenberger pound his chest, and I don't know if it's possible, but I thought I saw him whisper, that one's for Kevin. Um... Probably not, but I think <laughs> probably probably uh, not. <laughs> but I appreciate you going there. Jake Ellenberger did definitely have a nasty, sick, disgustingly great choke. And the the best worst part is he knew it was such a good choke that he was looking like, "Are we stopping this?" And yeah. just the look on everybody at the bar, because the, the hard part is when you do train and you're with people who don't train, you're kind of trying to explain what's happening. But there's no way to really <laughs> that one's a hard one cover to that because you're just like, drooling. You know, you, I'd only maybe about 40 minutes earlier gotten through talking about how, like, you know, jujitsu, I love it because it's pretty safe and nobody really yeah, gets exactly. hurt except for this guy who's foaming at the mouth. And, <laughs> unconscious. and I guess even before that, Mark Munoz took a nap to the dark yeah. side and didn't really know. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, that was that was. What the fuck was going on with the referee? Yeah, I know, dude. I don't know. That's CSAC for you. Like, you know? Well, let me you know, let me interject. Roan Cardiero had Kevin. to stop his own match and explain that he, Kevin, his opponent was no longer away. You can never be too sure. You want to make sure not only that the eyes are rolled back, but that, you know, the person just stops breathing for about 10 seconds. And then you should really Are you sure in. he's not... I've heard of this technique, and I believe it's borrowed from playing possum, but where fighters will pretend like they're asleep for five seconds, spring back to life. <laughs> that's what I've heard that man. That's pretty. It's not that's, bad. That's, that's pretty sketchy, man. I would, that's the I case. It's, like that. um, it's the deepest undercover version of it. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, Mark Munoz also asleep, but well. So Ellen Berger, great finish. Um, Koscheck. You know he'll maybe a few more fights, maybe one. No, man, if he's if two. he's smart, he he he. I from watching him because I just I didn't I I I kind of figured Ellenberger was gonna win because right off the bat I, I saw how Koshik was looking. He was very scared of that overhand right. He cracked him a couple of times, and but for some like he just his hand came back really low. He did get kind of cocky, but as soon as Jake like almost cracked him, he kind of you know he was just weird. He he kind of. He doesn't look like he has it anymore, or if, you know, it, it, I think he's I think he's yeah, washed up, and I, I think agree. it's smart exactly. that you know, forget about ending with a win, just just go home. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, on the other side of his career, Alan Hoban looked amazing. 
Did he get knocked out of the night? Got to show off his... No, interesting enough, so there were four performance of the night bonuses given to Rousey, Ellenberger, Means, and Ferguson. But Dana Dana walked out and said, but I'm going to take care of the other guys too, and even mouthed to Alan Hoban, I'm going to write you a check. Yeah, I saw And Karen Bryant read his lips and called him out on it in the post-fight presser. That's sick, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was he, the dude, it was, knockout was the only good moment, but dude. yeah, it really I told was. you he's going to stay pretty. That's all. That's all. That's all it's about, dude. You were not wrong. He looked even prettier at the end of the match than he did before. I don't know how he had time to do his hair, but impressive exactly. to be able to do it during the match. Yeah. Raf, Tony Ferguson talking about title contention. Nah, I don't think we're at title yet, but we're getting there. We're getting closer, oh. fight by fight. And we like Tony here. I've been a big believer, man. I've been telling you since day one. He is – he's not – like he's improving at a striking at a at a very accelerated pace. And I don't think you can really question his jiu-jitsu. He's one of those guys who – you know what I mean? Like his arms are the perfect ability to darse you because it's got that ext- – ex- it's just the reach on it. Yeah. So you think about Quite that for a jiu-jitsu. He looks, he looks lethal. Yeah, he's a beast, dude. Do you see that look yeah, in his eyes think about while it. he had the choke? Oh, yeah. Check that out, dude. <laughs> when you I'll think about it, that, those, those hands aren't going to save you either way. I mean, the <laughs> extended reach is going to kill you on the ground, or it's going to kill you when he's striking. Yeah. So it's it's a very tough yeah. thing to mitigate if you're fighting. He's dope, man. Um, but who, who did he but, fight? Like, not Danny Castillo. The one before that where it was a really close fight. Who was that? I thought he actually – I didn't think t- he won. Who was that? Um, really? Are you talking about Abel Trio? No, that wasn't it. It was Danny Castillo. You're right. Was that was Danny a split Castillo? decision win. Yeah. Or, 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 no, no, no. I did, I did, I did think uh, Tony won, but it was a close-ass fight. It was really close. Because mm-hmm. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. never go for Danny Castillo for sure, but um, especially over uh, Kukui. But um, t- title contention, uh, not yet. Um, I don't know. He's, I think he's, he's getting okay. there, though, for sure. He looks good. Gosh. Let's get him and some Benson. I would see him and some Benson Henderson that would, fight. Wouldn't that be yeah, fun? That'd be dope. That'd be sick to see. You know, it'd be good. For, it'd be dope because you know he's worked really hard for it. But it'd be kind of scary, man. Because I'm a fan of Ferguson's, and you know Benson's a beast. So it'd, like I have, I have 100 percent confidence in Ferguson, but he'd definitely be a nail biter for me. Hmm. Yeah, but you gotta test him. He can't be choking people out that easily. Like he's been on a beast. He's, he's um, obviously, I'm overstating. It's obviously Tibau's a great opponent. I mean, it's a great opponent, so it's a great win. Roan Carnero is actually he apparently moved up a weight class to fight this fight, and is moving back in. Uh, looked vicious. His ground game is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin all of a sudden got very Swedish toward the end of that. <laughs> yeah, I did feel like a, it's like it's good, yeah. Like ah, guys, you not with me? The first rule of improv, dickheads, is yes and. You chime in with a yodel who? What's the? Wow. I'm please, Kevin. Continue <laughs> telling me what the first rule of improv is as you work to finish the sentence near yeah. head. Now. You're talking about the the thing is, did you guys ever think that Mark Munoz got 
his game off the ground. No, man. No, he didn't seem to have a chance to. No. And I, I think that was the, the most unfortunate part. quick, right? No, I mean, yeah, he got the rear naked yeah, choke. Yeah, like a minute in, yeah. You know, he's a, he's like he's a he's a favorite to a lot of people, man. Like he he helps a lot of people out, you know, especially like in an MMA world. Like he opens his gym to a lot of people, but I think it's about that time to probably go to like World Series fight, World Series of Fighting, or like Bellator. Just you know, I don't know. He he's still he's still UFC caliber, but it's like what what are you gonna like? I don't know. I don't think he has another title run in him. Um, maybe at Bellator. See- I think he looked he looked fine to me. I think Ron Carniero is better than people thought. I think Mark Munoz has a few more fights. Like he just looked like I don't think I think we're gonna end up looking back at this in about four Ron Carniero fights and it's gonna be like he's a fucking beast. True, 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 true. That's true. I'll say this. I also think Mark Munoz is highly popular. There's a reason you get put in that slot. Uh, the yeah. Fox Sports one, not on the pay-per-view, but just close enough to make people watch it. So I think they know yeah. he's got some great monetary value. And I usually like watching what he does and, and bringing his, his wrestling game. I think he's fought some really fucking hard fights. Like, yeah. if, you that that yeah. Yeah, if you want to yeah. say that you've... Yeah, if you want to say he lost to <laughs> Gegard Musauzi, which, tough competitor... And Lyoto Machida, which was a vicious loss. Uh, I mean, those are high, high caliber people. High, those are yeah. top five folks. Sure. So, so he'll, he'll be I, the gatekeeper. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I think you're you're yeah, right. Gatekeepers again. He'll be you the know, gatekeeper I, I, I for think, the top ten. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But <laughs> and, that's an important role. That's the Jake Shields yeah. role. But think about it. That's the other role. people he's beaten. You know, he's beaten Damon Mia. Uh, Maya, uh, and then CB Dalloway, and like you're looking at that, and those wins over pretty prominent people who are still in the top contention of the top ten of that division, or of a different division. I'm sorry, but if you look at that, I mean, you're still within the realm. It just is. He may be slowing down. It may be time to discuss different options. But like, I don't know. I'm old. interested to see what they do. Yeah, I'm interested to see if they have some other yeah, fights that are outside of title contention. Next fight, Roman Salazar couldn't see at the second round. Yamamoto and he goes to no that contest. Was bullshit. That that would have tied us up. And the kid I think was winning. Yamamoto was winning. <laughs> He's thought about it. He, this one's a thinker. I love it. That one was bullshit. I've been where you are. I've felt that pain. If any of you haven't fire. picked up by now, this is the first time we've had an over-under Kevin participant who had his picks and Kevin's picks either written down, or, <laughs> but I'm going to say it's written down rather than memorized to the point where he could do it from recall, but written down and knew exactly where he was throughout the evening. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, systems guys. They're well-meaning and well-disciplined. They just struggle to make the accurate pick. And I think that so was where, where I wanted to bring the question to you, uh, to you, Albert. What? Why? Why do you guys lose to Kevin so bad? Um, dude, I don't know, man. Just I guess the universe feels bad for him, and he's got to win sometimes. 
Yeah, I know. I'll take it. There's tons yeah. of other things Kevin's terrible at, and the universe never really intervenes. It's something in particular. Maybe they beat me up so bad I vomited, and Karma's like, Kevin gets <laughs> Sure. Now, you know, we're going to, like I said, we'll get to these last couple things, because I've got a couple things to talk about with Tim Means and Diego Leva and Derek Lewis and Rune Potts. But, yeah. If you were to. I, one of those fights was my favorite of the night. Of course. If there is one person that you think from Systems Training Center who can break <laughs> the spell, I will be happy to book them on a future installment of Over Under Kevin. Who do you think that might be? Okay, at Systems. Right, who's pretty knowledgeable? I would say you've already had them. You've had both of them. Uh, Vince and Terry are pretty good. But you know what, man? Mm. Let me see. Christos happens to be like a very lucky guy, so you can try that guy out. You know, um, <laughs> I don't know how he wins, dude. Like he he wins a lot of stuff. Just like uh, um, I don't know. He or dude or try Vince's girlfriend. She's freaking good. She got second place in fantasy football, and I think she got first place last year. I think. Damn. She's a beast. So she might be a good I'm one to pick. But um, if we you may have to like, try out Christos or something. Okay, well, we're looking to get Christos on uh, one of the future installments of the show just period. He has a fight coming up in Brazil, I think, in a few weeks. So, uh, yep. you know, Christos, he's a beast of a fighter. We can't wait to see him back in there. He's been described as maybe one of the best natural athletes uh, out of your guys' gym. So we got mad respect for him out this way. But let's take a second to talk about Tim Means and Diego Lima because this one hurt. This one hurt the soul. Dirty bird. Because, like I said, Diego and Tim Means were both fans and friends of the podcast. So we kind of had to take a backseat to really, really having a major preference. But in this Which one. you did. Which you did. Well, I did. <laughs> you did. Kevin did for the purpose of the yeah, game. Well, Don't look at me. I had so it. I hope Tim Means listens to this show and you know, knows what's up. Tim Means knows what's yeah, good. Don't dude, try and put us there. Dude. He's like, yo, I heard what Kevin said. And he went out there and beat that ass. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did look like vicious stuff. Looked, you know, class act. And then on... he looked in the camera and said, that was for you, Albert. <laughs> well, you both picked he, uh... Tim Means, so that really wasn't necessarily anything that was one person knew it over the other. I think it was just we wanted a better fight from both fighters, and uh, it is rough when you see one of your friends get get destroyed like that in a way where you, you there's nothing you can do. Beat up. <clears throat> hey, Tim Means is good. Yeah. Tim's good. He's on good. a. He's just got a Nick Diaz sort of fuck you kind of approach. It seems. I love like. it, dude. I like it. Just like, and he said it. Like, and he does the, have the nastiest elbows in MMA right now. I think he's dude. He elbowed the shit out of him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he it was, really. Did. It was dope. I loved it. <laughs> this when you get caught with an elbow, like, it's hard to recover, as you know, most people don't. Um. Derek Lewis and Ruin Potts. That first that fight was awesome. That was damn close to going the exact other way because Ruin Potts had that sick knee bar bar to heel hook attempt um, that was beautiful. This was like a great MMA big guy match. 
Like Ruin Potts did. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with him now. He's also a dental, like surgeon oh, or something. Like this was like a hobby that he started doing that he fell in love with. So <laughs> Ruin Potts is amazing. I can't wait to watch him fight again. Uh, Derek Lewis is. Derek Lewis is the biggest motherfucker I've ever seen. Sure. <laughs> I think in the cage. Like, he's huge. <laughs> and he punched Ruin Potts really hard. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. Oh, I was glad not to be Ruin Potts <laughs> in that cage. Um, great fight, though. Sorry, that was my commentary. It was I, a very solid know. fight. Dude, that, uh, this was actually one of the fights because I actually took notes on this is the one where you, you know, I, I exceeded the time and you said note taking was wrong. Um, well, I took notes <laughs> and I saw that he was actually even in submissions <laughs> and, and, and finishes by like TKO and KO. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. We're out of time again, guys. Oh, it's a shame. We, were, <laughs> we ran out of time for Albert to explain. See, Albert, the problem is not so much so that close. you. You took notes. I mean, first of all, that's kind of insulting that you would bring actual analysis onto the show. But secondary, I think the problem for us is when you take a while to communicate what's on said notes, we've only got a limited amount of time on this show. I have time for you to work into it and go, um, hold on, let me check subsection 8. Subsection 8 of this fight, it's Ruin Potts, his submission percentage is nine two nine. Well, we have time for you to go on this two minute tirade berating him about it. Good try, Kevin. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about Aaron Hawani, please? (laughs) Well, the thing about improv is, Raph, that you just have to say limber. Is that what improv is? Okay. Uh, No, I'm sorry, uh, Albert, as you were saying, if you want to finish your thought, because we appreciate you, we don't appreciate each other. Got you. All right. Well, first, in my defense, yeah. the reason why it took me so long is because I can't read my own writing sometimes. I'm going to be really honest. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fire, dude. I, like, I, had, I have horrible penmanship, and I suck at reading. So it's really, And my eyes kind of suck. It was really hard. Wait. But, wait. That was three excuses all in one. <laughs> At first, I was like, I, was I feel really sorry for you. Your penmanship's bad. Wait, you can't read? And your eyes are bad? You shouldn't be hitting people in the face. No, that's why I should be hitting people in the face. Big target. Because <laughs> you squint yeah. to walk near them and figure out if you're <laughs> Well, it's the beauty of being wired not quite like an MMA fighter. Well, the good news is Albert just nice. knocked out the ref because he has yeah, really bad eyes. He doesn't know what's going yeah. on. Well, so like I, uh, he also knocked out his opponent. <laughs> so good news, good news. So um, yeah, I was excited because I you don't normally see a big guy with you know with with as many finishes as he does submission. And, you know, I'm a jiu-jitsu kind of guy, and um, I was I was thinking this guy might be like Frank Mir, like the new Frank Mir, but um, he doesn't like to get punched like Frank Mir. So I guess yeah, he is kind of like the new Frank Mir. That does that, that'll help you fix your teeth. <laughs> well, I think that'll conclude all of our analysis for the UFC 184 card. Um, fun times. Glad we had some really yeah. cool finishes. Um, we should get to talking about what you have to do, though. So, in losing the bet, what do you have to do, Albert? Um. All right. I gotta come in like a wrecking ball. Um, I have to. Yeah, <laughs> I have to make 
a, a short video, but I'm going to go all out, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm actually, I was upset that I lost, but I'm kind of happy. Because I kind of, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it sounds fun. So I got to make a video dedicated mm -hmm. to Kevin. And the, the, the chorus, I guess, will be Kevin came in like a wrecking ball. And yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm already excited. Nope. I got to tell you, I smiled a smile as I knew the results were coming down because I just felt like I was winning. And I knew how many I had picked. And I was like, yeah, Which is a very good. new experience. I, could just, I had this right? like, it came in like a rag. Just like playing in my head. And it was just, it was a lot of euphoria. Is, is it weird that I've so. looked at, I've, I've watched that video and the original Wrecking Ball just to get like the best, it's not weird. the best video I can possibly just, get. I believe it. That's and you great. know what? I, I mean, like I, I look forward to it. I don't want you to tell the audience too much or reveal any of your craft. Oh, no. But can no, I ask one question real quick? Please. Question is, will we see a little bit of Systems Training Center here in this? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. That's all, that's all I wanted to know. I didn't want to ruin any other major surprises but it, i i think i know where you may be going if that's the case well we look forward to it uh i think it's one of our funner bets that we've uh we've ended up putting out albert where can people find you um instagram facebook uh no twitter yet can't figure out how to use that thing um instagram would be kali ears underscore al um, and then Facebook, just Albert Morales, and I have a fan page, Albert the Warrior Morales. And you can find me at System Training Center, Coach Fitness, and Black House. Love it. And tell us, uh, are we? Do we know any future fights coming up for you yet? Is, is something in the works? Um, well, yeah, something's in the works. Something real soon is in the works, like really, really, okay. really soon. Okay. That's what we like to hear, dude. I, I like that tease. That means we'll have to have you back on in a more pleasant form when we can yeah. just talk about fights and not have you losing to Kevin. And uh, we, we started this new segment on the show, and I want you to participate because I don't know if you heard, but we had uh, two of the other systems guys on recently. And the game we played with them is called Who's the Worst at Systems right, Training I, Center? I knew this was going there because I heard that podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, points. Shoot, who's the worst? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Dude, Define that however you will. It's pretty hard, man. It's pretty hard. It's pretty hard. Because um, I'll tell you, you, Marcus got a little say, hurt. Yeah, I, I know. You, you got a little hurt that, say Marcus, that but, but I, I have like an unconditional love for Marcus, and I can't talk any more shit about him. Um, that's between me and Marcus. He was, but um, who's the worst? Shit, that's a hard question because there's so many. I would have to say Dima, okay. Dimitri, just because I can't grow a beard and he can, and when we roll or clinch up, I get beard hair in my mouth sometimes. So that's probably why. <laughs> that's as good so I would as... Say, I like that. it. That works. I mean, that's a good... I mean, that's as Dude, nice and specific. I've, I've gotten in trouble. I've gotten in trouble with my girlfriend. I came home with little demon hairs all over me. and Who's hair is that? 
I don't know, baby. And then I realized it was Demas. So, yeah, Demas got to be the worst. Okay. Uh, we like that. That's a, that's a, I mean, we get to the bottom of things here. Albert, thank you so much for stopping back. No worries, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Coming off a huge, memorable knockout, UFC Fight Night, we have on the line Sam Smiling Alvy. Sam, that nickname has started to develop. Do you feel like that's going to be the one that sticks for you? Oh, this nickname, I, I've had it for years now. Hey, hi, Lily. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. We're <laughs> so great. You yeah. literally smile. During and this is you know we've ta- you've you've probably answered a lot of questions about this but both Raf and I the anxiety of combat sports you just walk right in and you're uh, you have this relaxed look on your face why why do you do that I'm how really, are you able to stay so calm I really like doing this uh, just just imagine something you guys really like doing I'll bet you you smile while doing that too uh, just I. Yeah, this is I, I I I've been saying a lot lately that I I'm getting paid to do something I would have done for free, uh, and I've just been blessed with it. So I I've got no reason not to smile. I'm just happy from minute one to you know well in this case minute three. I was, yeah, I well, was gonna say I mean, not to the end of the more credit to you. I love doing this podcast, but you don't see me smiling half as much as you do. Never. Uh, <laughs> So you know, uh, you know. So tell us about this. You had a fight uh, a couple weeks ago. You went down to Rio. Uh, just refresh my memory because I'm not sure I remember it. Almost as if I got knocked out, like some crazy uh, opponent of yours. But but what happened? Talk us through that fight. Uh, yeah, I I went down there and I I I knew who he was. I mean, he he won tough Brazil. Uh, mm. he, he's a very impressive guy. And if you if you ever see him fight, he he's, really is an impressive fighter. Uh, but I knew what he was good at. I knew he likes kicking, and he has some hard kicks. I also know he has, I, I kept telling people, it's, it's a terrible takedown that works 100% of the time. I don't know how he'd be such success. So the first round, the plan was go a little slower uh, and kind of feel out what he wanted to do. And uh, it was either he was going to try and take me down or he was going to try and kick me a bunch. Uh, well, he tried to kick me a bunch. I should say he succeeded at kicking me a bunch. But um, <laughs> while he was doing it, I wasn't taking a, a lot of damage, and I, I was I was mapping out his range. Uh, he finally closed the distance with that big, uh, you know, upwards elbow, and uh, I, I caught him there. Uh, he, he closed the distance on me, and I, I, I was just kind of waiting for my second. Because the and reason why I bring this up is you told Frank Trigg, I dare Cesar Ferreira, to hit me with his kicks. And even in your post-fight interview, you said your strategy was to just get kicked a lot and then work from there, which for me – Maybe not my most leading strategy, maybe because I'm not very durable. But uh, for you, uh, am I allowed to say it's kind of insane? I, you know, if it didn't work, I'd say it was kind of insane. But it worked. <laughs> it worked just fine. So I think it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where he, you know, exercises his one-hit knockout ability. Your profile, and I like this, it says you have an of-the-night style. Yeah. Is that essentially your way of saying I just have a really heavy right hand and I will I, sort of knock someone out at any point? I any any part of you that I hit you with is is going to have a lot of power on it. I 
right hand, left hand. If I ever get my foot up there, my foot too. Uh, it's I, I'm fighting for the fans. Uh, every punch I throw, every every elbow I, I take is, is trying to impress someone. And uh, you know what? It worked this last time. I, I had a great bout. Uh, it was very entertaining, at least from what my my Twitter fans have been saying. And uh, uh, yeah, and I, I'm just I'm an of the night guy. I, I think Joe Lozon right now has the record for most of the night wins or of the night nights, and I, I would love to beat that record. You you also know if you turn people around or people just like you. Um, with the Brazil fans are super honest, and at first it seemed like they were obviously favoring. Cesar, oh god, I can't even say his last name. Ferrara, Ferreira, uh, my Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor. R's or H's, Fahara. He's definitely choking me for that. I'm getting choked for that. But you, you won the crowd. Like with the knockout, they were like, "Okay, we we like the big, gawky redheaded dude. He's great." So that's uh, that's how you know you've earned approval, at least. Yeah, it, it was so much. Everyone kept telling me, "said If you win, they're going to boo you. If you walk out, they're going to boo you." You're fighting well, they're gonna boo you. And uh, I left out of that. I left the, the ring with them cheering me. Uh, they, yeah. they, they were great fans. I hope I get the chance to fight for them again. And uh, I, I was just, I was so pleased that they were that they were cheering for me. <laughs> Did you expect to do the Hulk Hogan call and response ears and throw your T-shirt into the crowd? Was that something that you had worked out ahead of time in case you won, or was that just spur of the moment? No, that was spur. I. I Everything I say, everything I do is spur of the moment. Uh, I, get, I got backstage and I'm like, oh, I forgot to say this. I forgot to do that. But no, I, it's all it's just whatever comes out. I do my best not to think that far ahead. I forgot about the Hulk Hogan. That was the other part of Raph's excitement. You were really like, we've got to talk to this guy. I was like, I hear you. Okay. I mean, you, you have to give it up to a fighter who literally gives you the shirt off his back. and. Yeah. For us, it was just – it was exactly what we like in talking to people on here, somebody who, who fights great, who's got a great attitude and has a good sense of humor about themselves. Uh, you know, so all of those things were, were winning combinations. But tell us about this. What, what do you do when you're not fighting? What, what happens in your life? So you get back to California. What's the first thing you do after you win a big fight like that? First thing I did this time is the same thing I've done after every, uh, every UFC fight. I, I went to Disneyland. I spent the day hanging out with my family. Uh, a good buddy of mine came along to help watch the kids. And, yeah, we just went Pirates of the Caribbean and Terror Tower and all that. And we, we, we had a blast doing my, my wife is a Disneyland nut. Um, yeah. I, I can't wait till I fight in Florida because uh, because I'll, I'll hang out at Disney World for a few days then. Yeah, I was going to say, make an Orlando <laughs> trip. That's fantastic. Yeah. There's got to be some memes on the Internet of, like, Sam Alvey on Saturday, and it's him, like, Violently knocking someone out with a huge match. Then it's like Sam Alvey on Wednesday. It's like him and the family taking a really sweet picture with Goofy. Like, That's a great t-shirt. Just one on the front of the back. It's like, this is this fighter. Uh, what happens in the food department while you're at? Because this is always Raph and I's thing. Because you're, you're a 185 pounder. I don't know what you normally walk out at or if you have to cut much. Um, are you also partaking in Disneyland's amazing snacks? Oh, yeah. See, I've got a rule. One week, for one week after I fight, I am allowed and encouraged to eat absolutely everything that's bad for me. 
and as much of it as I want. After that one week, I lighten up, and you know, remember, I don't have a heart attack anytime soon. But uh, for, for that week, I do. I eat. I go out of my way to eat terribly. Uh, What's the, the worst thing you ate? In that part. What's that? What's the worst thing you ate? Oh, let's see. I was just in Arizona last week, and they have Culver's out there. I went to town on Culver's. They've got yeah. the custard and they've got the butter burgers, which is where they take uh, bu- their buns and their patties and they dip them in butter mm-hmm. before they serve them to it. Oh, they're awesome. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I, 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 was about to, I was about to say, what's your, like, man, my one cheat once a week after a fight kind of thing? It's just my normal thing. Uh, at Culver's, they have the most ridiculous cheese curds. They're very, very good. Um but I don't know how much damage or life they take away from your expectancy. Uh, okay, Sam, I got to ask you a couple things because here are things that we have learned about you that we're a little bit more interested on. Which First, also okay. starts to make more sense. I'm feeling mm-hmm. like after this conversation started till now, it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The loving of Disneyland, I totally get it. It's It's right with you. Totally understand it. But. Little known fact, you are a semi-pro trumpeter. So were you? would you say that you were like a band nerd? Oh, gr- growing up, I was a huge band nerd. I was uh, the band board president two years in a row. Uh, I was the first trumpet in my high school for, uh, for three years, sophomore, junior, senior years. Uh, then I, I went out to college. I, I played in college, and then after that, I, I played, and it was a semi-professional band. Was, I was playing with a bunch of people that used to be professionals but retired, and so it was just it was an incredible band. The, the Lake Shore Wind Ensemble, they were called. Uh, so yeah, I, I spent close to 20 years playing the trumpet, and, and you know, I, I, I miss it. I still have my trumpet. I still tutor on on it every now and then, but uh, it, it it's. I used to be able to play for hours, and now I can play for minutes before, you know, I, you say you blow your lips out when your lips just won't make that sputtering sound anymore. Yeah, so the trumpet especially, it it's like a big durability but, instrument. Like, you have to build up a lot of, I mean, like grappling. Like, you have to just oh, keep yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, big time. I mean, your 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 lips are muffled too, I guess. Uh, and and I used to play for hours on it, and now it's, you know, minutes on it before I, before I can't do it But when you talk I'm about... Play right. So go ahead. When you talk, I'm sorry. I just wanted to, to catch this one part. Is you said that you were playing with retired trumpeters. Yeah. Do you sustain yeah, injuries, trumpeters. or when do you retire when you trumpet? I don't know anything about this world. Well, I, they, they they used to play with you know big symphonies, New York Symphony, the Trans Siberian mm-hmm. Orchestra. I mean these big ones. And uh, once they make their money and they, they go as far as they want to go with it, because, I mean, like fighting, you've got to practice every day. Uh, no matter how good you are at trumpeting or fluting or drumming, you have to practice every day. And as soon as you want a little bit slower lifestyle, you, you retire and, you know, enjoy what you've, what you've done. And then you just play for fun. It's fantastic. <laughs> I guess the other thing we... we I, okay, I... I'll take the bait in this because I feel we may get into an even nerdier world that <laughs> well, I'm we're, not going to understand. Before you go there, because you have to ask that, I do want to make this one comment. Might be the first person that's like, I, you know, I had to look in the mirror and decide, was I going to be a professional MMA fighter or was I going to follow my passion with the trumpet? And made the right call, dare I say, and me and the people of Rio agree. I just think that's uh, a really funny – that's probably not many other MMA fighters – 
music. Well, I I think it's safe to say Shane Carwin wasn't trumpeting. Um, so I think you you have a a strong ability to say you're the best trumpeter in the UFC. Is that a claim that you're willing to stand by? You know what? I I guess I never thought about it, but I'd have to agree. I said I am the best trumpeter in the UFC. All right, okay. all right, cool thing. I like that. Don't let he... go down. If someone wants to challenge me, I'm I'm open. <laughs> Happy to host that I challenge. I, yeah, we'll totally sponsor it on that. Next right. big win, throws the shirt into the crowd, someone tosses him his trumpet, and he just whips together a quick five-note fury pitch. I'm just throwing ideas out there for celebrations. Yeah, just throw ideas. All right, so talk to me about this, Sam, because I'm not going to understand a word that you say, so there may be questions and follow-ups, but work with us on this. You are also something, the best Pokemon competitor I'm in the card game. No, right? I have done nothing to prove that other than to myself. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I built myself one giant Pokemon empire. Uh, I I crush children like like it's a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so, I have so many hours put on Pokemon. It, it helps me with my fighting. I mean, it, I'll, I'll train six hours a day during the camp, and in the hours that I'm not working or training. I'll just kind of relax and play Pokemon or play uh, Super Smash Bros. too. But yeah, I'm back on a so, Pokemon upswing right now. <laughs> have you like pulled like Dan Henderson aside and been like, "Yo, man, let you know that was some great work on the mats today." But we all know where it's all going to get settled. <laughs> Pokemon cards, let's go. Have I done with Hunt? Have I done that with Dan? Uh, no, not Dan. But I have done it with some of my, some of my other teammates. <laughs> I got a feeling Dan wouldn't be too receptive with the, the Pokemon huh? landscape. But, uh, well, I mean, he, he was the first like, person I thought of when you said Pokemon. I hope he just whips What's out that? a deck and destroys you. Like, he just immediately yeah, beats say, you. Like, no Dan problem Anderson, whatsoever. The best thing about him is he's super wily. He does things you don't expect. So what if he totally surprised you and was like, yeah, man, he, I'll he poke you out any day, man. a tournament at our gym, I don't know, four or five months ago, and Dan joined it. He was a surprise guest star. And that dude can throw a dodgeball. Uh, I mean, he's, for, for, for an aging fighter, he's pretty nimble. Oh, MMA journalists are not doing their job because someone should have been recording your team playing some dodgeball <laughs> and posted that to YouTube. I don't know how I didn't see I'm that. I'm sure we're going to have another one coming up pretty quick. Awesome. Well, Sam, you, uh, you've been a blast in the UFC this year. Raph and I have been following you for a little while. We're so stoked to get you on the podcast um, can't wait to, we'll obviously be watching the UFC. We know, as was discussed in the post-fight presser, you'll be back in a card very soon. Do you know who that is yet? Do you know next opponent? I don't know yet. I, I called out Daniel Kelly, um, but I, it was honestly because I like the guy. I like his style, and I think we're another of-the-night kind of performance. Um, but I, I don't know. i got to talk to the UFC. I, I want to get in there as soon as I can. Uh, I, I No real injuries. Uh, I feel healthy. Uh, if I could fight in April or May, I, I'm on board. So I'm keeping my weight down. I'm going to start lifting here in the next day or two. And, um, yeah, just, just I'm going to be ready to take a fight on short notice. Yeah, I know. You've had great fighters. turnarounds. And, and uh, I think, you know, it shows really well that you got to stay consistent while you're hot. And you, if, you're, if you're there, it, it definitely doesn't hurt. However, can I make a suggestion? Every time we say of the night, it sounds like – Another slang term for like a prostitute. 
disagree, <laughs> but I'm, well, maybe. I'm just saying. Well, because if you refer to somebody, you say, oh, they're of the night. And it's like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess well, if you say right it like price, that. Nothing's off the table. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's the new slogan that goes on the t-shirt, just for future reference. Uh, great place to end it. Thank you so much for swinging by the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Alvey. Hey, thank you guys very much for having me on. I drink from the keg of glory. Wrath of glory i will say you are on more of a you have win streak against systems training center yeah so that which is like the one winning streak everyone can get behind well it's also not very impressive when you think about it because you're only beating systems training center Agreed. which life does as well yeah well you know you got to start somewhere and frankly uh like drake i'll start at the bottom but then i'll be don't you dare here, goddamn call Drake on this podcast. I'll quote Drake on this podcast if I feel the need to quote Drake on this podcast. Do we have a Drake on this podcast clause? We do. Drake is the worst. I'll get to that clause. I do need to reread it. Admittedly, it's been a little while. Two years. What a podcast tonight. UFC 184 was great. Um, Some really solid fights. Just nuts fights, too. Also, it was over before midnight, our time, which is insane. <laughs> That never happens. That's like moving clocks. So we're going to get to a little segment we like to call shout-outs, Raph. It felt so effing amazing to be training again tonight. To roll uh, just, you know, the guys up there at the BJJ MMA Academy, Chantilly VA. We had uh, some killers on the mat tonight. Always fun to have a big group training. My knee held up. We'll see how tomorrow goes. So shout out to them for some great roles tonight. Check out BJJ Finder, the world's premier jiu-jitsu site locator. I think that's going to about do it for me, Rafa Sparza, except to say people should also be tuning into The Roar. Google The Roar. It's an Australian sports blog. Opinion. It's more than a blog. It's got like a whole opinion thing. <laughs> Check it blog. out. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, I'm killing it tonight. I've obviously trained, and I'm like not used to the then adrenaline dump of after. Yeah, I mean, you're you're making the most through it. Thank you. You're doing. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, not functioning. Uh, let's go ahead and say <laughs> some great thanks. Uh, I want to actually start off by thanking. Uh, two of my, my best buddies, uh, Brian Bond and Bobby Vung, uh, they came up uh, to come chill over the weekend and watch some fights, and it was good to see. They're, they're my two longest-tenured friends, so I uh, couldn't ask for more cool things than to shoot the shit with them, explain the fight game, and uh, you know watch Josh Koscheck foam from the mouth and try and explain what the fuck that really means. <laughs> it was kind of a rough thing to do. Okay, guys, it's not as complicated as you think. He has rabies, so what were we supposed to do? <laughs> yep. So there's that. So let's say sweet. Um, let's also thank Sam Alvey. That was God. That was a lot of fun to talk to him. Badass interview. He's super cool. God, so so cool. Um, we will definitely look to have him back on 
the podcast very, very soon. Uh, I also want to give a big shout out to our buddy Ruben Avelia because dude wrote a really cool article about his experience. He got injured late in 2013 and uh, he was prepping to do the San Francisco Open and uh, back in 2014 he had like a year off of injuries and he ended up going back this January and taking gold in his division and I believe silver in absolute and wrote a really cool blog about what it took for him to get back there. And uh, if you've listened to it, you know Ruben's good people. Um, he did shout us out on his article, which totally not necessary, but we appreciate it. And uh, Kev, you know what he did say at the end of the article, though? What? Hey, where my picture at, Kevin? Hashtag yeah. don't be scared, homie. I thought, I thought he might. I don't be scared, homie. I'm going to start working on them right now. <laughs> Please do. Uh, let's go ahead and shout out our buddies uh, Marcus Koval, Travis Nawaza, and uh, Travis Connolly all out here for the uh, Rev Gear competition. There was a Rev Gear uh, Pro competition. I wish I would have been able to attend it and uh, to say what's good about it, but uh, from every account I've heard, we had a lot of our friends like Eric Medina placed there, uh, but all of them had really good tournaments between Marcus, who's the worst. I don't care what Albert says, he is the worst. Uh, Marcus <laughs> and both... Uh, it's still a terrible impression. And uh, Travis uh, Nawaza killed it in, I believe, absolute... And, uh, yeah, uh, Travis Connolly was there. We have to read some good stuff. It's always funny when you can see him do his thing. So our thanks to them for that. And let's see. I think the last ones are going to be my buddy Jaime Gonzalez from our good friends at BJJRants.com. Came to train with us last week, Kev. Oh, awesome. Yeah, dude, it's always good rolling with him. He is he's a very, very great great aggressive uh player so it's it's always cool to get a chance to hang out with him chill shoot the shit so um, my thanks to him my thanks to everybody at valley martial arts center v mac <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> some broken kids morning show version of the song yeah i did have a like but I didn't think that was as abrupt and would ruin your day as much as often. Well, not really things like that ruin day. <laughs> don't, don't think it's really going to kill me. Slow it down. No, just your moment, collectively. <laughs> uh, so definitely we want to say a big shout out to that uh, because that was a lot of fun to train with him. And uh, I had to get him back for tickets to Jimmy Fallon. I hooked him up with some tickets to Jimmy Fallon. And... Uh, you know, let's just say a bet's a bet, and he had to lose a bet. So our good friend Jaime was good people. And uh, before we go, I also wanted to shout out, dude, uh, Kevin, this is a great note. We had somebody tag us on uh, Facebook the other day, and it was in a way that I thought was cool enough for us to mention. I don't know if you saw this, hmm. but um, somebody – Possibly. Possibly. I don't know what... Okay. Um, we got tagged – What is it, Al? <laughs> what is it? I'll go look at it now. <laughs> um, our buddy actually uh, tagged us, and it was from uh, like a college hooder, uh, college humor uh, site. And it, what it is, it put a Parks and Rec recreation uh, mashup 
with uh, like all of the superheroes from the Marvel or I'm sorry, the DC Comics World Universe. And uh, he tagged us in there. And the reason why he said is because we talked about the Parks and Rec, uh, I think, finale on our last episode. And so our good friend, uh, I believe it is Simon, Simon Ross Hall, tagged us in there and said, hey, we know, I thought we would tag you, Raph, because we know you and Kevin are huge Parks and Recs fans. And I said, thank you so much. That's really, really cool. It really made my day. It's really funny. I'll send it to you, Kevin. But uh, he said, hey, you guys get me through my days at work. So to our good oh. friend Simon Ross Hill, we want to say thank you very much, man. We appreciate that. We hope you continue listening. And uh, good shit, man. Send funny links like that to us. And we're always up. Like, plus, I'll watch anything Parks and Rec related. That's Absolutely. why I was like, wait, where is this? Oh, look. Did you say Parks and Rec? Kevin's like, you didn't say Two for two. Sorry. Completely distracted. This is why Ref waits till the end of the podcast to say these types of things. Why is that, Kevin? Uh, oh, you'll lose me. <laughs> already out the door trying to find the Parks and I've Rec. I've already sent it to you. You can look at <laughs> it a little bit. But uh, oh, thank you. Oh, there we go. You're welcome. Uh, is that going to do it for That'll us? That'll do tonight? it for me. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. The second rule of improv. Uh, that's the rule no one talks about. Just, that's what it's. Just don't be a dick to your co-host. That's what that rule They're with you. Just throw it out it's there. also. Kevin, I've done more improv than you, so I don't really think you get to tell me how improv works. <laughs>